Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. I'm excited to announce that we just launched my new book, The Fasting Transformation, a functional guide to burn fat, heal your body, and transform your life with intermittent and extended fasting. If you've been listening to this podcast for any period of time, you know that I'm a huge advocate of fasting. And in this book, I take you on a journey to help you understand how fasting helps balance your blood sugar and improve your insulin sensitivity, how it shuts down inflammation in the body, how it optimizes your hormones, turns on fat burning, and activates stem cells for deep cellular healing. Guys, I go through how fasting, I go through all the best science and research on intermittent and extended fasting and how to utilize it to help prevent or even heal from cancer, autoimmune conditions, digestive disorders, and neurodegenerative conditions like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Guys, the book goes over all the various research and practical applications for daily intermittent fasting, partial fasting, and extended fasting. This book is designed to help inspire and empower you to embrace a fasting lifestyle while also enjoying tasty and healthy foods at the right time to improve your metabolic flexibility and energy efficiency so you can burn fat for fuel and have all-day energy. You are going to love this book, so check it out. You can get it on Amazon.com. We also have a website, drjockers.net forward slash fasting transformation. That's drjockers.net forward slash fasting transformation. You can learn more about it. And of course, you can pick the book up on Amazon. You're going to love it. Thanks so much, guys. This podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos on the top nutrition strategies for healthy aging. As we get older, we want to slow down the biological aging process. And believe it or not, you can have much younger biological age than your chronological age, meaning you might be 60 years old, but biologically your tissues have only aged about, let's say, 40 years. So you actually can thrive as you get older if you follow the right strategies. So in this podcast, I'm going to go through the top nutrition strategies to support your mitochondria so you can age effectively. You guys are going to love this. And if you haven't taken a moment and left us a five-star review, please do that now. When you review our podcast, that actually helps us rank higher so we can reach more people and impact more lives. Thanks so much for doing that. And let's go into the show. Hey, 
Hey guys, I get asked all the time, what are the top nutrition strategies to slow down the aging process? I'm gonna answer that in this video. We're gonna talk about macros. What kind of protein ratios should we have? How much fat? How much carbohydrates? Does it really matter? We're gonna go through that in this video. So, you know, this is a question I get, again, all the time. What do I do? How do I eat in order to age effectively? And so, you know, the number one principle I would say would be to not eat too often. So in our society, we're told eat five or six times a day because that will stoke your metabolism. That's probably the worst thing that you can do because when you're doing that, you're constantly spiking insulin and the pathway, the mTOR pathway, which is the mammalian target of rapamycin pathway, which accelerates cell division and can accelerate the aging process. So maybe a bodybuilder for a short period of time to get ready for a show might do that, but not to age effectively. That's not what you want to do. So you want to reduce your meal times. So if you can consume food in, you know, one to three meals a day in, let's say like an eight hour eating window. So you start eating, let's say at 10 a.m., you finish by 6 p.m., that right there is gonna have a huge effect at slowing down the aging process because it's going to suppress insulin. It's gonna suppress mTOR during that fasting window. So you are going to slow down the aging process. You're gonna heal more effectively. You're gonna get a rise in human growth hormone, which is what they call your quintessential anti-aging hormone. It helps your body regenerate immune cells, helps support healthy bone tissue, healthy joints, healthy collagen production. So you have good, strong, stress resilient joints, good strong stress resilient gut lining. Um, It also helps with fat burning and muscle building. So very important that we keep our meals in a condensed eating window. So eight hours, if you can condense it even to six hours, that can be amazing. Now you may not be able to do it every day depending on how much body fat you have and your schedule, but even if you can do that three days a week, like a six or eight hour eating window, and maybe one day a week where you do a 20 to 24 hour fast, where you're not consuming any food, no calories for 20 to 24 hours, basically like a lunch to lunch or a dinner to dinner fast, that is going to really suppress insulin, turn up ketone production, tell your body to burn fat for fuel, the ketones will come become elevated because your brain can't burn fat, but it can use ketones as a fuel source. When ketones are elevated in the bloodstream because we're in a fat burning state, then that tells the brain to turn down inflammation. And when your brain has less inflammation, you're able to think sharper, more clearly, you have less degeneration in your brain, your mood is better. A lot of good benefits there, very important for anti-aging. So first thing again is intermittent fasting, condensing down that uh, eating window, right? And if you're able to do like a one day fast, 24 hour fast once a week or even 20 hours, that can be extremely effective. Now, what do you do with protein, fat and carbohydrates? Because one expert says, you know, too much carbohydrates, gonna spike your insulin, gonna accelerate the aging process. So we, we have to avoid carbs. The other expert says, no, 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 it's protein. If you eat too much protein, that is going to increase the mTOR pathway and accelerate the aging process. And then the third expert says, no, 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 it's too much fat because the fat, if you have leaky gut, the bacteria will actually, um, you know, catch a ride on the fats on the, uh, the, the chylomicrons and they will increase the amount of endotoxin in your bloodstream and increase inflammation in your body. So what is it? Are we supposed to just not eat or should we be looking at these ratios? Well, I'm a huge advocate of more of a lower carb diet. Now you don't always have to be low carb. You might have 
for example, one day a week where you have a little bit more carbs or one meal a day where you have a little bit more carbs. Like for example, you might go low carb throughout the day and then have a little bit more in the evening. And it really depends on your activity level. The more active you are, the more your body is going to be insulin sensitive. And the key here is when you take in carbs, you want to get, you want to clear your bloodstream as quickly as possible to get your blood sugar back in balance and get the sugar into the cells. Okay. If your blood sugar is hanging out too high and you're starting to develop insulin resistance and your body's producing more and more insulin, that is going to accelerate the aging process. So when you're very active, you're very lean, you have a good amount of muscle tissue, you don't need to have as much um, restraint when it comes to carbohydrates. You can consume a little bit more because your body's more insulin sensitive. However, if you're overweight, more insulin resistant, you definitely want to dial down the carbohydrates. Now, when it comes to protein, it's really not necessarily the amount of protein that you consume that could possibly push your aging. In fact, you need a lot of protein. Uh, people, as they age, one of the detrimental effects of unhealthy aging is when people start losing muscle, right? So losing muscle is a big deal and people are not absorbing protein well because they have low stomach acid. Maybe they're not consuming as much protein. There's a number of reasons for this. And so I actually like consuming a higher protein diet. I think that's actually very healthy for good aging. You just don't want, again, you don't want to do it all day long. You want to have that intermittent fasting, time-restricted feeding method. So you're going, let's say, 16 hours without protein. And then when you're consuming your protein, you're doing it in that condensed window. So you might consume at least, you know, I, I recommend at least half your body weight in grams. So if you weigh 160 pounds, you should really be consuming about 80 grams of protein. And, and really, ideally, the, be, the best way to do this, because if you're out there and you're 100 pounds overweight, you know, let's say you're 300 pounds, you may not consume necessarily 150 grams of protein. You may say, well, because I really, my ideal weight should be 200 pounds, um, then I'll consume 100 grams of protein. And that's totally fine. If you're doing a lot of resistance training, so a lot of strength training, you might, and you're really trying to build muscle, you might actually go up to one gram per pound of body weight. But again, you're doing it in a condensed window. You're not doing it all day long. You're not doing it from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. You're doing it in, let's say, a six to eight hour eating window. Um, and that way, you're getting time without protein. And that's just, this is really the, the best strategy for your body. You need these this sort of cyclical approach where you go a period of time without consuming food, so your body gets the benefits of fasting, and then you go for a period of time where you're consuming a lot of food. So you get the benefits of feasting to help drive up cell reproduction, to help promote more of an anabolic environment for a short period of time so you can really build lean body tissue. So that's really the key there. Um, and so good clean protein sources, ideally, you know, grass-fed organic protein, um, you know, is, is, is really important. We obviously want to maximize the amount of nutrients we consume and minimize the amount of toxins. So if we're consuming a lot of commercial, commercialized animal products, we are getting a lot of toxins, right, in our body and less nutrients. So grass-fed, organic, pasture-raised, that's what we're looking for, wild-caught when it comes to fish. That's what we're trying to do. So for me, being 160 pounds um, at my ideal weight and also doing a lot of strength training, I'm consuming usually around 150 grams or so of protein on a daily basis, typically in two meals. So it seems like a lot, wow, that's like 75 grams per meal. Yeah, it's a lot, it keeps me very well satiated, keeps me with a lot of muscle mass on, 
And I also consume that typically in about a six hour eating window on most days. So I'm going roughly 18 hours without consuming the protein. And that gives my body time to go through autophagy and break down damaged cells and slow down the aging process. And then when I consume the protein, now I'm building back my muscle tissue, stimulating stem cells. So I have really strong stress resilient cells. If you're not consuming enough protein, you're not gonna get the stem cell production that you need to get the young embryonic stress resilient cells. So very important we're getting protein, we just need it in a time restricted window. I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know that this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Paleo Valley. They make the most powerful, pure vitamin C supplement you can get. Because unlike most vitamin C supplements containing synthetic ingredients that are created in the lab, Paleo Valley Essential C Complex is made from three of the most potent whole food sources of vitamin C on the planet. Nothing weird, just food. Check them out at paleovalley.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off today. Now, how about fat? Well, fat can certainly be a problem, especially if you have clogged up liver bile ducts, right? So bile is what emulsifies fat, and we have bile ducts in our liver and our gallbladder. And sometimes these can be, you know, really clogged, and so we're not able to produce enough of the bile to really break down the fat and we have leaky gut and then we get rancid fats in our bloodstream which can cause more inflammation and more endotoxin released by bacteria from our gut. And that can definitely be a problem and this is why I'm a huge advocate of taking herbs and using supplements to support bile flow and stomach acid production as well. Things like ginger, dandelion, Artichokes are great. Watercress is great. These things all help stimulate bioflow. They stimulate digestive juice production, so stomach acid production. Really good idea to be consuming these. You can also take supplements with them. For some people, they also need bile salts, things like taurine and choline to help uh, basically combine the bile with the salt to make it thinner and uh, be able to flow more smoothly so it can do its desired function. And in some cases, people need extra ox bile, right? So extra bile support in order to really get the fat going. And also probiotics and enzymes, digestive enzymes can be very helpful here as well. So basically really supporting your digestive system is important and then consuming a good amount of fat. So one way you know that you consumed a good amount of fat is you just feel good, right? After your meal, you should feel satiated. It should be easier for you to fast, okay? If you feel bloated, if you feel Um, like you've got acid reflux, things like that, you're not digesting the fat well. So we need to go back to the drawing board, consume things to help support um, good fat metabolism. Um, Again, artichokes, radishes, celery, cucumbers, all of these types of carminative herbs are really, really good for this. Parsley, cilantro, all great stuff to support good digestive juice production. So if you have bad fat metabolism, you've got clogged liver ducts, I always recommend doing like two weeks where you're not consuming as much fat, you're consuming a lot of these herbs, right? A really you know, nutrient-rich diet, lots of these green leafies and herbs to help support bioflow, and then gradually increasing your fat, dialing down your amount of sugar and starch until you get into a good ratio. So typically, you know, a good amount of fat you know, should roughly be you know, 40 to 60% of your calories should be coming from fat. 
somewhere around 20 to 35% coming from protein, and then somewhere around, let's say five to maybe up to 25% of your calories coming from carbohydrates, ideally nutrient-dense sources like berries, you know, fruits and vegetables, maybe sweet potatoes, root vegetables, carrots, things like that that are all more supportive and uh, less inflammatory for your body. The more insulin sensitive you are, meaning you know, the better your body is at buffering blood sugar, the more carbohydrates you can tolerate. You can do more of like the 20 to 25% of your calories coming from carbs. The less insulin sensitive you are, you're dialing it back maybe more five to 10%. You're dialing up the, the fat up around that 60% mark um, and, and protein roughly around that 30% mark or so. That way you can really um, you know, get that insulin sensitivity back. So this is how you wanna to, want to look at it and address it. Intermittent fasting should always be the foundation. We want foods that are very nutrient dense. They offer a lot of nutrition, very little toxins you know, per gram, let's say. Um, so we're getting maximal amount of nutrients into our system, putting herbs all over things. Um, you know, if you handle plants really well, if you do well on a more plant-rich diet, consume more plants. If you don't, if you struggle, you get more digestive issues consume, consuming a lot of these plant-based foods, dial them back a little bit, consume more of the, you know, healthy animal foods and proteins and fats. So that's what you want to do there. Um, in that condensed window, getting adequate amounts of protein, really good fats, and uh, appropriate amount of nutrient-dense carbohydrates. So hopefully this has been a helpful video. Hopefully, guys, this uh, has answered a lot of the questions you may have. And uh, feel free to leave your questions, your comments, and be happy to go back and answer those and possibly do a follow-up video to help you guys and support you guys more when it comes to anti-aging. Thanks so much. Be blessed. We'll see you in a future video. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.